and you are tuned in to the next episode of The Race Beat from Thursday Night Talk here on KHSU. Lorna Bryant is our host tonight. We welcome your contributions. Give us a call at 826-4805 or to our text line at 492-KHSU. Lorna will open the phone lines when she's ready. Here she is now. Welcome to Thursday Night Talk, The Race Beat, a place for in-depth discussions about race, culture, and identity. Through conversations and understanding, we will discover our differences really aren't so different. June is African American Music Appreciation Month. On June 7th, 1979, incidentally Prince Roger Nelson's 21st birthday, President Jimmy Carter decreed the month of June to be recognized as Black Music Month. Its current title was proclaimed as such in 2009 by President Barack Obama. In, t- in his 2016 proclamation, President Obama noted that African American music and musicians have helped the country to dance, to express our faith through song, to march against injustice, and to defend our country's enduring promise of freedom and opportunity for all. Tonight, we will explore all of those things through black music. Back in February, Paula Elizabeth and Letty Love joined me to sing and play and share our combined love for black music. Well, they're back. Welcome to you, Letty, and welcome to you, Paula. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Good for to having be back. us back. So let's start identifying exactly what President Obama was saying in his 2016 proclamation. Let's start with this clip right now, Mike. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a So that was President Barack Obama at the funeral of Clemente Pickney. Uh, He was murdered by um, a racist man in South Carolina, and our president sang a song that is near and dear to my people. Paula and Letty, when you hear that song, what, what do you think? What do you think about? I think about going to church. 
Absolutely. You know, as soon as he started, the the atmosphere right here in the studio just began to tingle a little bit. We ban- began to rock a little bit. We began to rock a little bit. We yes. began to feel it. Yes. I think of that old, uh, you know, when you're in church and right before prayer, right before the altar. Yes. That's a song that when they wanted to get the congregation just in tune, that's the song that would always be sang. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I not too long ago, I learned the true history of that song. And that song was um, written by a slave transporter. He was a ship, uh, um, a ship navigator, and he was afraid his precious cargo of African slaves weren't going to make it to the shores of the U.S. And he cried out that song um, once he arrived to shore. And that song was kind of a life changer for him. He, um, I can't remember who I should have looked it up ahead of time, but that song transformed him. It changed his heart. And there was a time when I didn't want to sing that song, but then I decided to embrace that song. I remember growing up, uh, although I didn't grow up in the black Baptist church, I had a black Baptist singing grandmother who would wail that song and hum that song and uh, cry out to that song. So I know the significance of that song. And it's exactly that what we're going to talk about today. Letty, what are you playing right now? Amazing Grace. But now I'm found I was blind But right Can the studio say amen? <laughs> so, you know, I know um, the the black music experience, um, the church, slavery, um, being a sharecropper, all of those things have shaped what we are, how we perform, um, everything that we do musically. Yes. But... Letty, you, in fact, uh, were trained classically, Mm. and you are actually one of our newest classical music (coughs) hosts here on KHSU. So our music history goes way beyond African-American slavery era. Let's talk about uh, our contribution in the classical world. You know... um I probably could have did a number of shows when I think about it um, because it's from classical to jazz to gospel. However, um, I think classical is part of my love. It's in my heart. And so when it came up, being an African-American woman, classical musician, I don't want to say it's unheard of, but if you do your history, there's not a lot of us. There's a lot of men, but there weren't a lot of women. And, um, you know, when you look at the classical period, it started way back in the 500s. Medieval, you had the Renaissance, the Baroque period, the classical, the Romantic, and then you went on into the 20th century. In doing some research, 
the job of most musicians back then was to be a musician. You didn't go to a regular job. Your job was to be a musician and be the best you could be. Mm-hmm. And so I found quite a few mu- musicians, and I'll tell anyone who's interested, start with Wikipedia, and it's got about 64 pages alphabetically listed of musicians that were of African-American descent. Now, it does list in there, it'll say mixed race. Mm-hmm. However, I'll tell you, starting with... Uh, Oh, goodness. Ignatius Sancho, who was a British composer, he was one of the first Britons to vote in the Britain, British election. He was a musician who was part of the Baroque period. That's the period where music start kind of taking its own. Uh, they called it the common practice period. It's right before the classical period. He is one of many who you can actually hear some of his works. You have Samuel Coleridge Taylor. They listed him as a mixed-race musician. Born in 1875, died in 1912, contributor to the Romantic period. You had uh, Joseph Boulon, Chevalier. He was a uh, Baroque classical musician, born in 1745. So one thing that I've been doing with my show, Lorna and Paula, I've been doing research in not just pulling... I love Haydn, I love Bach, I love Beethoven, all of those musicians. But there's a vast majority of other musicians, not just African-American, but there's other ones in there that I've been pulling out. And so if we look back into our history, we have to look back to the classical period. Right. There was a guy by the name of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Mozart. I hear he was a brother. <laughs> that that is up for discussion and it has been I'm sure for centuries. It has been in in college um I was one of 25 elite uh blacks uh at CalArts and we roundhouse that all the time. We could discuss it amongst ourselves, but it's kind of hard because the stigma is mm. um so when I teach and when I educate, that's what I educate. So, on the piano, um, can you think of any classical pieces that may have um, cultural significance musically to African-American music? Like, I think about Donny Hathaway and the way he plays and some of his chords and his progressions. Now, I am no musician, but I can hear the similarities of how he played the piano and... in there because this is Bach. This is a Bach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. This is a Bach prelude. Right. But when you listen to it, this is a simple Bach prelude that is in the key of C and you can almost go to anything. I've heard a lot of jazz musicians So 
from Bach and just this, you can go to probably anything. Absolutely. What were you thinking when you heard that, Paula? I was thinking how tremendously blessed we are to have a black woman in our community with the credentials that Letty has, with the experience that she has, with the educational capability that she has to bring us on a different level. What we lack in our community is knowledge about who we are. Thank you, Paula. And the more we come out and present ourselves, the more we are lovingly received. Yes. I would say in Humboldt County, these are the most open people I've ever met. Hmm. Yeah. I can seldom walk into Safeway and turn the corner and some young kid, old kid, whatever age, not lock eyes with me and smile. Yeah. There's power in that. And there is union in that. And that's what's lacking here. And so, I, as I listened to her, I just said, my Lord, what a jewel. What a jewel to have Lorna Bryant. To, to, to get to know who she is, how she shines her light. Mm -hmm. it, yes, we come with gifts. We come with ministry, whatever you want to call it. But we mainly come with love. And when we are received with love, it's absolutely awesome. And Paula, it, I can't say enough how much we treasure you and your talented gift Thank musically. You. Oh, Thank um, you. From the Arcata Interfaith Gospel Choir to the Paula Jones Band. Yes. And, and I understand, I think you shared the last time you were here that you were not a jazz musician. How not a jazz musician. I was very blessed to have been raised by very doting parents and it was nothing to wake up in the morning and listen to Percy Faith, big band music, and an hour later we're, we're listening to Porgy and Bess, and then she's going to move over to Diana Washington. So we were constantly bombarded by the greats in the house, and so this, this helped us to develop a love and a respect for for music. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I remember growing up, I, I was born in 1968, and I have uh, sisters who were teenagers when I was born, and I had a, a brother who was eight years old when I was born. But I remember growing up listening to gospel music that my mother and my grandmother played, but I, I also got Sly and the Family Stone, and I got... Um, Rufus Thomas walking a dog and I got James Brown and Woo. you know I got all of those you things. You got all the greats early. And I didn't realize how much of an impact that it had on me mm -hmm. until I began sharing music with my son and now I I remember my son as a teenager where um I would play so much music around him and he would just ignore it. And then all of a sudden he would come alive when he would hear it in a hip hop song or he would hear it in a sample on a commercial. Mm -hmm. And then he would say, you know, I already know this. Or he would hear Wynton Marsalis blowing his horn 
and he was able to identify who that was. Oh, yeah. So it, it passes ge- down generationally, and thankfully I have... Um, I had that uh, exposure as a child, and I was able to give my son that exposure. And, you know, my, my granddaughter and I just traveled to Southern California, and we listened to Janelle Monet, mm. and she loved that entire album. I could hear her in the backseat, I like this song. I, and she's five. She's yeah. five. So, you it's know, exposure, though. Absolutely. I, from the Negro spirituals to classical to, I'll say... Our locals, and I have to agree with Paula, you are a dynamite person to have in the position that you're in to be able to produce shows of this nature and to be able to play the music and expose people to the genre. I listen to your show Mm -hmm. and it covers a lot. I mean, I can't help but sit. I come in on Sundays sometimes after church and I'll prepare my show when I'm listening. It just puts me in another groove. And Paula, I got to say this. I saw Paula's show at the Griffith. Mm. Wonderful. Thank yes. you. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm in great company here. I am ecstatic <coughs> that I am here with you talented women. And um, I'm honored. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yes. I'm very honored. I'm very humble. And so when I'm called upon... Um, I'm always available. I'll say that. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to play a clip from the movie, The Color Purple. And this song, this song speaks to me. I think I'll just say that. This song speaks to me. Let's hear it, Mike. Now, that song right there, 
Uh, God's trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. That song, I think more than anything, epitomizes the call and response uh, nature of gospel music. with and that was Tata Vega, um, a talented musician out of the Bay Area who sang with Andre Crouch and the Andre Crouch Chorale for many many years, and uh, that song was just the pivotal point in the movie The Color Purple. Oh yes, it was. Yes. So Paula, can can you can you belt out that tune? Are you familiar with that tune? Uh, I from color purple yes yeah it's just it's just an amazing song yes yeah i i I can't sing but you give me your key Uh, speak lord speak to me come on speak lord speak to me when i'm weary Lord, speak to me. When I call on your name, speak to me. Speak, Lord. 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 <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then you have the the wailing and moaning. If you heard in the beginning of the song, it was, yeah, I can't sing. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, all I, of that. So awesome. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's very spirit felt. Oh, gosh. It, it starts down at the bottom of your toes and moves upward. And you are, you're transformed. You, you're, you're allowing yourself to come into your divinity to hmm. such a degree absolutely that it reaches out and it touches everybody that's around because you realize you're just a conduit absolutely. at that point oh yeah you you see that was the beauty of Jesus he was wise enough to he got rid of himself hmm. he was a great teacher nobody can deny that but he 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 got out of the way of his self and that's what's so important now we're we're too much in our way absolutely <laughs> and and the oh, the beauty of music and how um, especially um, black music how mm. it heal heals and unifies it what it what did uh, President Obama say it mm. gives help the country to dance <laughs> to express our faith through song <laughs> to march against injustice hmm. and to vent, to defend our country's enduring promise mm. of freedom and opportunity for all. Amen. It, 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 it is the epitome it, of what I tell black music everyone, is. it transcends everything. And it does. You know, where there's, I don't want to say, maybe I live in another world, but, you know, when it's discomfort, it creates, it can create peace. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't see too many people listening to music and sitting there. Like, I just don't. I don't mm-hmm. see it. <laughs> well, there are a few angry genres of music, but um, that's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's not my forte so much. <laughs> um, I, I like to uh, participate or I listen to music that brings me joy. Um, there is another song that uh, I'd like to play. Now, gospel musical royalty in my eyes are um, the pace 
sisters, the anointed pace sisters. Uh And there are several of them (laughs) and they are powerhouses and they don't need instruments. They use their voices and their feet. Mm -hmm. So we will hear now LaShawn Pace Rhodes with the song, I Know I've Been Changed. Mm. LaShawn Pace Rhodes had uh, she had a band behind her so I heard the snare drum and the bass drum but when I've seen that song uh, performed it's a choir and a foot and they're just stomping their foot that's all. and that's all you need that's all because the spirit as soon as you start singing that I mean the, the words I know I've been changed and so it just it just starts to move and stir in you yes you know yes. At, at some point I, I, we have to move forward when we are listening to people like Wiz Khalif, and and you know, I'm talk a little bit about the mulattoes. Um, the the mulattoes are here, and and they have merged together, and they have created these funks and these this <laughs> stuff that I'm listening to today. It's so funky, and every time I listen to African beat or African dance, you know, TV when I get a chance, and I see that it all comes that that is the origin, is that is that is that funk drum mm-hmm. that takes it to a whole nother level. So I'm just excited, you know. And I when I think of uh, Sade with her. British and Nigerian mix, whatever mm-hmm. it is, all yes. of these 
wonderful bloods coming together and then we're not losing our identity of, right. as black people never right I, I love being a black person hmm. yes. that's one thing I, I it's it's an it's an enjoyment for me it's an enlightenment for me and it's 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 a huge responsibility huh. so I, I'm very grateful for it but I just love what these new kids are doing they're tearing it up it's right. funny you say that because I think about Drake and when you said you know Ooh, those that's beats one of my boys one, right there. <laughs> me too Drake? One of his new songs, he has a lot of Afro rhythms in it. Mm. It almost sounds like the dance hall sound. Mm -hmm. And he kind of caught a lot of flack behind it. You know, because they were saying, well, why is he playing that kind of music? But Drake knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. Plus, he's putting the funk with it, too. So he's grabbing, like, all he's the grabbing art. it. Right. He's grabbing it. There will be a couple of songs that we'll play at the end of the show. One by Janelle Monet Yes. Um, and her Wonderland Records uh Collective and a song by Childish Gambino that definitely incorporate the African drums and the African rhythms yes. in uh, modern songs. You know, you. It's funny. I'm listening to you guys. Just have a couple of years on me, but I'm listening to to you women talking about hip hop, and I'm thinking, wow. I, I feel like I'm a little too old for hip hop sometimes, but no, it is. It, it I is. can listen to E40 all day. Oh wow, that man is <laughs> off the chain, off every hook, and he and he's been around for so long. Yes, you know, yes. And, and I'm like, whoa! You yes. have to listen to his messages. I agree. When I'm cleaning up, Ooh, I got a playlist. E40 talks about. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he got a he. This is some He's of his preaching. words. It's a game of cat and mouse today. All the, everybody didn't make it to the top. Somebody got, mm-hmm. But right. what he's talking about, you got to be humble. You got to get on your knees and thank the Lord. He says some stuff. I don't oh, know if these does. people or the kids oh, really does. listen to his words. He He's, he's over there sometimes. Oh, absolutely. What he's talking about is real. He's always about his community. Absolutely. He always is about his community. And I've looked at him. He has certain groups. Would you agree, Paula? He has certain groups that he'll ser sing certain songs with and he'll be real vulgar. Mm -hmm. But then there's another group that he sings with and he puts out these profound messages. Absolutely. You know what I tell him? <laughs> ching, ching, chang. <laughs> you better get out there and make your money. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's what they're doing that's because there's so much creativity. This is, this is why they're so popular because th the creativity level is so high, you know. Snoop Dogg yeah. has a gospel uh, album out I currently. Understand. That's right. Yeah, Snoop yes, Dogg uh -huh. uh, collaborated with several top-ranking gospel artists. Whoa. Yes, he did. And, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah. There, the, the, the black church, uh, we are most critical of ourselves, sadly, but the black church had a hard time with it. But guess what? Everybody has their own spirituality, and it's their responsibility as individuals to to um, come to come to terms and express exactly how they want to. You cannot define my relationship with my God and my music. Come on now. Come on. And Snoop is entitled. Snoop Dogs, actually, Snoop Dogs 
grandmother grew up with my mother in Magnolia, Mississippi. And Snoop Dogg comes from a long, long line of gospel musicians. Mm -hmm. The Varnado brothers, in fact, are his uncles. So it is ingrained in it's his in him. Absolutely. You know what? The turnoff as a child musician and um, when you think of the Aretha Franklin's, Cleophas Robinson's daughter. So when you when you look at, um, I mean, not, um, okay. no, okay. uh, C.L. Franklin, her father. Yes, yes. But when you look at those situations, you had a lot of musicians like her who were talked about because they were singing R&B, but they grew up in the church, and mm-hmm. so when they crossed over, they got bad rap. Wrong really. with There's no such thing as crossing over. The Lord says, Expanding make a joyful noise. Your, mm-hmm. your horizons. Yes. That's all. He is yes. the God of every music, every genre, their gifts. Yes. that come down from heavenly places. That's what I believe. Yes, yes. And, you know, we all uh, believe different things. We all worship mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, to a different God. Yes. Um, but music is universal and how the connection with the spirituality and the music, Absolutely. it's all connected yes 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 if you're just joining uh tuning in this is uh khsu's thursday night talk the race beat i am lorna bryant joined with letty love and paula elizabeth and they are about to sing a song all to jesus I surrender all to Thee. I freely give. I will ever, I'm gonna ever love. best part. Oh, she, she's holding her. <laughs> that, and that is the mm. beauty of of music. Mm. Now, now, I don't know when the last time you uh, performed together. I know you you've. Now I'm going to say this. You know, Paula and I, we were on the show. We did that. What was that? February. Yes. Um, I surprised her about 
Two um, Sundays ago. Two Sundays ago and showed up at her church. And uh, she looked at me and and she <laughs> beckoned me and pointed me to the piano. <laughs> and I obediently went oh, up bless her, because Lord. it's my gift. And any time I'm asked to play, I give it freely. And so... Changed the whole service. <laughs> wow. The whole service was transformed because of her music. Because of... Your music. Because of our, our music. music. Yes, yes, Thank yes. You. Our yes. music. Now, uh, the beautiful thing is a great musician and a great singer, you don't need to rehearse. You just follow each other's lead, and that's what you're doing. And it's amazing to me to sit and watch this 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 following of music <laughs> that you all... I can't, I can't even explain it. I can't. And I, I'm sure Paula could echo the same. It's just... When you see me close my eyes, mm. I, I just go into another world, mm. I, dimension. I don't know what it is, and I'm in tune to her. Mm. And I sing. It's funny, but I tell people, they say, do you sing? Yeah, but I always say I like to hear other people mm. because it just feeds me in these keys, and I go away. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, again, uh, President Obama was talking about dancing and faith, and he talked about injustice. And there is one song that I think of. There is one song that I think of when um, when we talk about injustice during the civil rights movement. This was a rally call. Um, Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, Mike. If I can hear that, I can't do it. And and this rendition is from. The Roots Crew. That's Brother Quest Love and uh, the guys that you may see on Jimmy Fallon every now and then. is a song that we heard on a regular basis um, during the civil rights movement. We heard uh, marches and that song being sung around and around. Tell me what you feel when you hear that song, Paula. It's very moving. Uh, we have our way of feeling more attached to a certain lyric or a melody than others. 
um, that song is very indigenous to um, a gospel, actually. And then the message is just absolutely dynamic. Um, my daughter always says, a man is what he speaketh. Hmm. So here they are saying and proclaiming, I'm not going to let that happen. This is the beauty of, of the music is always the message. Always yeah. listening. What is the topic here? Mm -hmm. Very positive. Yes. And then the tune. Did you recognize that tune? That's a tune that you do 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know it. That's kinda, jazz. It is. That's total jazz. It is. Ba da ba dee dee 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 ba da I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> Jazz. Yes. Man, that was beautiful. Oh, thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. So we're, we're talking about the civil rights movement and movement. Letty, I want to talk about your family for a minute. Mm -hmm. You have a <laughs> historical significance in your family. Tell me about that. Well, um, my actual last name is Love. And in doing history, um, one of my cousins one day had a Buffalo Soldiers jacket on. And I says, where'd you get that from? He says, our great-grandpa was a Buffalo, one of the originals. And I said, really? And so when I start researching the name, Nate or as Nat Love, N-A-T-E Love, if you Google him, you will find that uh, he had another name only because... Um, they said he was one of the best, uh, I don't want to say gunslingers, but he could train cattle and uh, rope cattle. And uh, I'll say they said he was one of the fastest shooters for an African-American man. And they called him, excuse the expression, but Deadwood Dick. That was his name, and it will show that on Google. And um, they said he went through a post period where he was captured by the Pima Indians, and he learned, they respected him. For the person he was and for me to be a woman now at 57 to see that i can point my granddaughter and anyone i can tell them that's who my great-grandfather was and i kind of have a little rambunctious nature at times hey, <laughs> and, and so i kind of feel that you know go maybe ahead. i was a cowgirl somewhere in there <laughs> that's right that's right that's right do you have any musical roots uh paula or any roots uh Historically, that you can pull from, which make you the great singer that you are today. I I was really blessed to have parents that that sang. Both my mother and my father. Of course, my father attended Juilliard School of Music in mm. New York, and you know that was a great opportunity for a black man at yes. that particular time to be accepted at at Juilliard, and he he you know winded up being such a great poet and, and such a, a great composer, melodies were always very haunting. He never knew his mother. He never knew his father. Mm. So he was raised by his grandmother who would embrace him and rock him and say, oh, my dead daughter's baby. Now, mm. I'm repeating, this is a story that mm -hmm. my father told us. Mm -hmm. One thing in the black community, when black folk come together on Sunday mm. and, and we want to have some okra and, and some other <laughs> good, good, good stuff like oh, that, yeah. 
many many stories are are told and and this is uh, this is a tradition Absolutely. you know you, you when you go eat and you go over auntie so-and-so's house they're going to start talking about people in the family oh, so yeah. i would say there's much within my family right. because i'm talking about blackfeet indian mm-hmm. you know i'm talking yeah. about irish people that's mm-hmm. right african people all of these bloods make right. who i am today absolutely i um because I was a late in life baby, Sunday dinners um, kind of ended when I was maybe four or five. But <laughs> I have pictures from the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and even the early 70s of our Sunday dinner with my my grandmother, the matriarch. Oh yeah, um, cooking a five layer or baking a five layer cake and some okra as you said and collard greens and you know around the formal formal table oh yeah um and these stories um my uh my mother uh, was married to a man who was a bit of a philanderer and uh, she wanted to catch him in the act mm. once mm. but my mom was a proper woman <laughs> mm-hmm. so she wasn't going to go into a nightclub never um, never. unaccompanied so she called her friend lewis mm-hmm. and lewis took her to the 54 ballroom Come on, and the 54 ballroom was <laughs> a club in a nightclub on central Avenue and 54th Street in Los Angeles. Ooh, now, I know where back, that is. Now, back, yes, back in the day, there were covenants. So blacks weren't allowed to own property mm-hmm. um, west of Central Avenue. Okay. So we were sequestered, awesome. if, you, if you will. So black musicians would go to Hollywood and they would perform mm-hmm. um, in, in the same vein that in, in, in New York, um, uh, black f- performers would perform in New York City. Mm-hmm. And then they would come on over to Harlem late at night and perform for their own folks. That's what Central Avenue was back in the day. Mm-hmm. So my, my mom went to the 5-4 ballroom and she called on her friend Louis to... Um, to escort her you may know him as louis okay so louis armstrong's Mm, mm, valet mm. was a friend of the family Mm -hmm. and um my grandmother took care of this valet's wife while she was pregnant and while louis and this valet um traveled the world and louis armstrong only trusted one person with his family. Wow. And that was my grandmother. That's amazing. That was my grandmother. And that's, he he always said if he ever had children, the only person he would allow to take care of and watch over his children was my grandmother, Nolia Dillon. That's amazing. And that, you know, that that shows the, the... uh, connection and mm-hmm. one of those Sunday stories that you talked about. Now I heard that story when I was a wee tot and I didn't understand the significance mm-hmm. of it until I was an adult but that's that, rich. Oh gosh. Really yeah, is. absolutely. It really is. Absolutely, absolutely. That's interesting for the both of you now. I was a kid, I think I mentioned this last time, I was the sister got the lessons and I was the little musician my grandmother was born in the later 1880s. She had a brother who her brothers played, but they were in Texas. And of course, you know, a lot of us migrated to California 40s. Mm-hmm. I was the only one in my family who played. But when I had my children, I taught them all to sing. Mm. And now my son, 
he plays mm-hmm. and uh, he just won't let loose but it's going to get him it's yeah. going to it's going to take over you know he's trying to be conformed and do the world thing right now mm-hmm. but once he lets his true talent go he'll be one of the new kids on the block okay that's <laughs> amazing i look forward to that i do too and i'll, I'll be amazing. able to say i met him yes, right ma'am. here in the khsu studio yes you did yes, yes you did yes. So there's another song that I want to play. And and first, I want to acknowledge both Letty and Paula, who are both a little under the weather. But with the exception of the little coughs, you would not know that because oh, they are singing you. and belting out I tunes. I really wanted to be here. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. It's like it. you said, there's this sister thing that happens between the three of us when we sit here. And it's precious. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I said I had a little tickle in my throat. I said, just go out anyway and share what you can. You know? now, uh, you Thank are you so much for having us. Absolutely. You are sharing quite a bit. Thank you very much. And you know what? We're going to have to make this a regular thing. Uh-oh. So, so maybe we should think now um, for the next time this year. Um, I'm going to have to step away from being on the air for a couple of months uh, starting in August. But say November. How about we come together in November and we do this all over again? Maybe we'll get a little jazzy this time. That'll work. How about that? I think that sounds good. And I think it's something like Paula had stated earlier. We have a lot to share, not just us, but... The the music itself, what we bring to it, and and like you said, we we haven't practiced. We didn't put any of this together. This right. is just happening. Right, right. And thank you all for allowing me to be the facilitator to allow this magic to occur on the radio live. Well, I thank you for having us. Ab- I truly do. Absolutely. It's an honor. Absolutely. So there. As Obama, President Obama mentioned, uh, marching against injustice and to defend our enduring promise of freedom and opportunity for all. The talented Janelle Monet um, came together with a few other musicians to uh, speak about the injustice of African Americans being... Um, Gunned down at the arms, at the hand of uh, law enforcement unjustly. And a rally cry began, say his name, say her name. So we're going to listen to Janelle Monet and the Wonderland Records Collective with Hell You Tom Bout.
supposed to say his name. So remember we were talking about those African beats? That is it. That is that that African beat is so significant, but it just it moves me in such a deep place when I hear black people saying, you know what? I'm 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 gonna keep on saying what I got to say till somebody listens to what's going on. It's standing up. It's a stand. They're standing. Oh, that song is you know. Yeah. It is not forgotten. Yes. It is, it is mm-hmm. not forgotten. Yes. But then you've got that African boom It just it, it it's it's a combo that uh takes you to a whole nother place. You know, mm. new musicians as you were speaking, you, you said the mulattoes and <laughs> you you have you have a whole generation of of African American youth who are coming up and they don't want to be identified as African American or American. They just want to be identified Come as, as individuals. Come on and, with it. And 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 they don't want labels on their music. So just we have R and B and we have soul and all over. of this, but but they have what they call an alternative R and B. And it is all encompassing. That's right. And you have everyone from across the globe playing and singing and performing alternative R&B. It's their own take of of the musical genre that we've come to know and love. Out over. with the old <laughs> and in with but the think new. about it. Yes. Out with it. Yeah. Because yes. when you think about the old music, it was another way to class mm. people. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. It was another way to classify. Oh, they're doing that boogie woogie, that R&B, whatever, you know. And so I agree. Yes, my friends who are musicians, they they say they do world music mm-hmm. because it covers everything. I I think it's not funny, but I have to say <laughs> this: I have heard people, white people say, "You know what? I'm blacker than you are." You know, there's just it, it, you know the, the dichotomy. Yes, <laughs> the, you know, I mean, come on, and and all of these mixtures of wanting to lose the identity mm. and come into come on children mm. out with the old in with the new <laughs> right. think the way you're thinking we're all one we're, yes. we're getting there yes but we just like talking about who we are because when Absolutely. people say oh i didn't see you well that's like adding salt to injury mm-hmm. you do see me mm-hmm. i'm black up here in humboldt county all day long yes. that's not gonna change yes right yes yes but i love i love diversity i love all people Yes. All people, but let us see each other for who we are. Yes. And let us respect one another for who we are. Absolutely. And each one's individualities. Mm. Because each one, we are all individuals. And if we don't respect that... Mm. Mm. Ladies, I have some very, very bad news. Our hour has come to an You're end. You're a doll, Lorna. <laughs> you know that? Your little face is so sweet. It's just the sweetest face. Thank you. I love you. I love you both. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Letty. I love you. Paula, do you have anything coming up uh, in the future that you'd like to share with the audience? I'm very excited about the, the PBS broadcasting that will be aired. I don't know when, but we did it on the 16th at the Arcade. 
Playhouse. Playhouse. Yes. And that was that was just answered prayer. It really yes. was. Yes. And then the next thing is of course is Paris. I'm getting oh my the, yeah, gosh. I'm getting the hell out of here. Okay. All right. Now. Go to Paris. Okay. You to live enjoy. or just to visit? To visit and perform. That's beautiful. I gotta come back to Humboldt County. Okay. I like of to. Of course you hike. do. So we'll talk about that. Letty, I guess we can see you on Monday morning. I'll be here on Monday mornings, Woo-hoo! Classical Romance with Letty Love. Okay. And um, I thank you both for joining me on this evening. And again, we will do it all over again in November so we can share in this collective and uh, we can make beautiful music again together. So we're going to end with Childish Gambino with This is America, and we are going to wrap up the evening with that. And here come the African drums and the the chants once again. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. On Thursday Night Talk, the race beat. KHSU. Thank you to our host, Lorna Bryant, and to our guest, Paula Elizabeth and Letty Love. We love to get feedback on our programs. Please email Thursday Night Talk at khsu.org and like our Facebook page, Thursday Night Talk on KHSU.